this is the perfect song to come back to. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> um, I am Koo Students. <laughs> performing All I've Got to Do. You, you added this. I am so glad I put that on the playlist. What is uh, what, are, what what is Iamku? 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 Uh, International Academy of Comedic m- Music. Did you make that up? Yes. View artist. They sound foreign. Uh, and what do you mean by that exactly? Not American. <laughs> Not uh, the Beatles are also foreign. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, hello. Josh is taking off his sweatshirt. <clears throat> I'm a little hot. Uh, welcome back. It's been. It's been a few fortnights. It's been a while. Yeah. Or maybe just two fortnights. Right, we're gonna fade out on this. Um. This is Dan hates the Beatles. I'm Josh. I love them. I'm Dan. I hate, I hate them. You get it. Yeah. You've been here. Yeah. Um, we've had a uh, we took a break over the holidays, mm-hmm. and um, and we're back. But you know we've we we finished uh, all the the main studio albums. You know from right from uh, from Meet the Beatles to At the Beatles At the Beatles, the Beatles Love the Beatles all the, the way Beatles. to Sergeant Fucksticks, <laughs> Nipple Clamps, L- Lonely Ash Can Circus. Yeah, and then uh, what was the last album? I don't even remember. Uh, was it Let It Be? Well, it really depends on how you oh, look yeah. at it. What was the last one released? The well, last one released was Let, it, was be, let right? it Be. Yeah. Yes. What was the first one? Was it... Le- it was. It uh, wasn't Meet the Beatles. It was... Um, Where are the Beatles? Here Come the Beatles? It was like... Coming on the Beatles. <sighs> Uh, we we do a podcast about this. We don't even know. <laughs> Beatles discography. I, I missed this. <laughs> okay. For those at home, do, do you know? Please please me. Please please I me. Know, yes. I know, yes. I knew it wasn't one of the right. with the Beatles thing. It's please please me. And then all the uh, way to and we we missed we just for the completists out there. I'm not saying we need to go back at all did we miss at one? all. I think we did meet meet one or miss one. Sorry, I'm tired. You one? <laughs> we met we met we met the Beatles. Yeah, and then I think we, we missed an album. album. Called You're Me. right. Uh, yeah, I think it's like the Beatles go to college or rainy they rainy day Beatles or Beatles are also a bug or, or it's like uh, the Beatles. I, what's happening now is I'm stuck on the Who sellout, <clears throat> which is a album by the Who. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that I think we didn't do, but like they were or because there's like again back then with these crazy lads there was these weird releases. So yeah. I went off the Spotify listing, which was right. like more consolidated. But there's like yeah, the Beatles' second album, the Beatles' Long Tall Sally. Something new, Beatles for sale, Beatles. Beatles that's the one. Beatles for sale. There's like a bunch that are like weird, but then they also have crossover songs. Right, right. Know, so, but I remember in the at the time seeing the Beatles for sale that we we skipped it. I was just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. 
That's, it is fine. I, I mean, we haven't heard from anyone in the group that, that we missed that. So yeah. I, it might just be, who knows? It could be a fucking amazing album, yeah. but I don't really it's the care. the one that really turns you. Right, right. Uh, however, we did miss out on the fun and the magic that was their singles, I guess, that they released that didn't end up on albums. And those are on what is known as in us in the hardcore Beatles fan community, known as the red and blue collections, mm-hmm. which is fun because they have the white album, so it's red, white, and blue. Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're French fans, yeah, or Russian, or Russian. <laughs> Common day, Common they, day. They, they <laughs> saw ahead. Yeah, again, time travelers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so yeah, so Dan went through a rigorous process of sorting through the red and blue. I mean, he was making phone calls, yeah. flying back and forth from Liverpool to, to L.A. I hired the the accounting firm of Price Westinghouse, the, yeah. you know, the Academy Award people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And he um, uh, also hired, uh, what's that, Us Analytica or... Uh, the Facebook one? I don't know. <laughs> Politico? No. Um, uh, anyway. anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's a Ouija board involved, too. Ouija board. Um, he tried to get in touch with uh, Ringo, a.k.a. knocking on his boo box, but he was, she's in a deep sleep. He's been sleeping for he's, a while. He's hibernating. Yeah. He's a winter hibernator. Right. <laughs> anyway, so he, he narrowed down <clears throat> the songs that he thinks are the ones that we may have missed. Yeah. Um, please correct me. Well, you know, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go through these no, and, please, and please, we'll see. Please. Um, let's just jump into a song. Sploosh. Ah, there we are. Guess you know it's true. There it is. That old familiar feeling. This is very old school to do. It's really hard going back to this show. Not for me. <laughs> This also sounds mathematically incorrect because it is. No, it sounds like it's like a different version because there's like another, another version of the song that's a little faster, a little more produced. I think that's like the one of it. I think I, we hear on the radio. Maybe not. Do we really hear it on the radio though? I mean, you have to like choose this shit. I guess. Well, this is definitely a song that... You hear it more at the car show than... You definitely hear the song because, you know, there's so many songs. You you don't hear, like, track nine from, like, Revolver. Right, right. right, But you hear this. Yeah. What do you think of this song, Dan? You don't like it. It's very early Beatles, boy bandy. It's bullshit. Like, I just want to put on some roller skates and deliver cheeseburgers to a fucking Corvette. (laughs) But if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, I mean, this hell, song's good. If that's if that's your deal, then strap on them fucking ro- roller skates. I don't do, know. Do do do. This is also. Uh, oh, I, I guess Ron Howard made a Beatles documentary. 
And then there's a film called uh, The Beatles. As a, as a child? Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he, but anyway, it's called Eight Days a Week. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's something you can call a Beatles movie. Mm-hmm. You have, you have a, an entire library of film titles you can... You can call it all sorts of things. You yesterday. Can yesterday. You can call it Revolution number one through nine. Across the universe. <laughs> uh, run for your life if you want to be yeah. real, you know, daring. Norwegian Wood. There we go. But that could also be a porn movie. Okay, so there you go. Early Beatles. Um, it's, it's, Dan, it's, Dan's, Dan's not a fan. I like it just for what it is. Just I'm, like, because uh, I, I like... I'm a fan of like the solid gold oldies, like fifties and like sixties music. Okay, and just like just because it's just I I, I get probably because my dad listened to it, and so I just was exposed to it early, and just I like just the simple catchiness of the tune. Again, I know that it's like the lyrics are very surface level and not deep, and it's not really saying anything. But you almost said shitty, didn't you? No, I was gonna say shallow. But okay, so I'm curious. When you say that you like this, is yeah. it like an active like, or is it like a, yeah, that may as well go in my ears. Um, I don't understand what you mean by active like. I mean, if I hear the song on the radio, I'm not going to change it. Do you turn it up though? Mm, I'll turn it up like from like a seven to a nine, but like not to like a seven to like a fourteen. Okay, it's like oh, here's a Beatles song that I like. Okay, but it's like. This song is very. <clears throat> if somebody asked me, like, what are your ten favorite Beatles tracks? Mm-hmm. This song like doesn't pop in my head, right? So it's very forgettable. But when it comes on, I'm like, okay, I like this. This is catchy. I'll listen okay. to this. Okay. I just I tr- I truly because like my experience with this the you know the golden oldies shit like mm-hmm. it, it's basically like <clears throat> car yeah car shows um. I don't know why car shows and oldies are lumped together. Yeah. And then, like, uh, there was a specific burger place that we would go to in Pomona, California. Um, in and out. No. McDonald's. No. Sonic. You're not going to guess it. What a burger. Uh, no. Keep big, going. Big Kahuna burger. No. Oh, I don't know. Uh, A&W. Oh. Like, they, a, like they, a root beer? Yeah. Yeah. So, like... I guess maybe there could be a sense memory there, like if he give me a kind of poorly made cheeseburger and mm-hmm. a milkshake made out of root beer, which mm-hmm. is fucking delicious, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, okay. I guess it might trigger something, but it's still like I I would need so much of that production around it. Yeah, it's just like no, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's we can move it's on. Stupid. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's but it's not the worst thing to since, ever happen since to unsliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> just a loaf. What did they do? Just look at it. I mean, because they use your dirty hands to rip it apart. <laughs> just punch at it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Become chewable. I know this is somehow good, but we have yet to unlock this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know what, Dan? Mm. I heard your opinion. Yeah. Ask me how I feel about it. Uh, how do you feel about it? I feel fine. Ooh. Forgot about this. 
It's not one of them goddamn sitars again. Oh. Bing, 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 bing. Some good guitar work. <laughs> Eric Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix. Baby's good to me, you know she's uh. happy as can be, you know she said so. Do you know that, like, flooring? Like, checkerboard flooring? Sure. Like, black and white squares. I'm familiar. What about it? This is basically that. Hmm. Say no more. <laughs> we all get it. This song has one of the earliest uses of guitar feedback in popular music. We heard at the top of the track. Yeah, good. I don't know. It's written by John Lennon. Yeah. Well, this was the good. This was pre-Yoko John Lennon. Yeah. So who who knows? Who knows what's actually going on here? Here's some funny quotes about the song. Alright, so Lennon wrote the guitar riff while in the studio recording eight days a week. I wrote I Feel Fine around that riff going on in the background, he recalled. I told them I'd write a song specifically for the riff, so they said, yes, you go away and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that we'd almost finished the album. Got the old Ringo tree. Uh, no, right? Yeah, sh- <laughs> sure, pal. All right, go ahead. Yeah, have fun. you you fuck off into the closet and go watch your fucking commercials. <clears throat> anyway, going to the studio one morning, I, I said to Ringo, "I've written the song, but it's lousy." But we tried it, complete with the riff, and it sounded like an A side. So we decided to release it just like that. Have you checked on Ringo at all? I can hear, I can hear him snoring. Okay, right, let me put the mic next to him. Yellow submarine. Yeah, he's he's fine. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> um, again, not that that one's more of a a pass for me. I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's enough I for me. I forgot that we were even listening to yeah. <laughs> music. To be honest, um, yeah, it's not. Hmm. I'm in love with her and I feel fine. I think it's more like a... I don't know why I'm stuck on, like, 50s-themed burger joints. But that's just where this music takes me. Yeah. and I mean, it, it happened. It was in the 60s, probably. But, yeah, there was some some malt shoppy, some, some burger joint in the 60s, and they were playing the song. Yeah, or in the 90s and the 80s and today. Like, uh, like throwback places, yeah, like Johnny Rockets. And yeah, but back then it was it was authentic, you know, and it was the way that was America it? was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, America was great again. You know? Yeah, I don't think you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm winking at you. I. There was a <laughs> I certain. Could, I could hear you winking. There was a certain way America was before. Got it. Right. People like my ancestors came. <laughs> <laughs> keep um, going i can't <laughs> just in case people listening don't know i am of latino descent so that's why this joke works mm-hmm. i'm not just being full-blown racist <laughs> <clears throat> and you know what a great man named martin luther king came along and he told the people of america so we can work it out. Uh, 
and, he, uh, and, we, and we did. I hate, hate this song what? very much. The lyrics it's, are ridiculous. They are ridiculous because it's just it's, it's not we can work it out. It's like why don't you shut the fuck up, listen to what I'm saying, yeah. and agree with me, yeah, just for now. And if we're if I'm wrong, then whatever. I just want my way right now. You fucking douche. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree on that point, but again, moving past the lyrics and musically, I love this song. I love like the switch up here and this breakdown that's coming up right here. I don't know. I just for me, it just I the, like I, I like it a lot. I <clears throat> I don't disagree with you on that, and I like that they have. Uh... <sighs> Sorry, wow. Lacroix. Correct. Um, like they have some like accordion thing going on back there. Yeah, which um, I know our buddy Tom Waits is a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I can't get past the again. It's a it's a lyric problem. It's just like it's a song called "We Can Work It Out," and it's absolutely not about that. Yeah, <laughs> life is very short, man. So just shut the fuck up. <laughs> do what I'm telling you to do. Guess you wrote it. <sighs> or do you know? My 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 my. My brain wants to say Paul McCartney, but my heart brain wants to say John Lennon. And I don't know if when I started to say that it made sense to me, but now it doesn't anymore. Well, it was co-written. Oh. Both of them. But I, I think McCartney was writing the bulk of it. I think he's... He's responsible for like the douchey part of it, um, uh, you know, trying to see it my way, whatever. And I then, feel like that song is like them talking to each other yeah. to some extent. It's like, look, shut up, <clears throat> watch your fucking commercials, <laughs> eat your cereal. This is gonna. We all see where this is going anyway. Let's see. So he wrote uh, the words to the verses and the chorus, um, McCartney, and then he took it to John to finish it off. We wrote the middle together, which is nice. Life is very short. There's no time for fussing and fighting, blah, blah, blah. Then it was George's idea to put the middle into three-fourth time, like a German waltz. Um, that's the part that I like, man. Yeah. See, that's why George is my favorite. He does all the good stuff. <clears throat> There's going to be a point where we have to hit, hit the uh, Ringo albums. Yeah. Have you really, have you, have you nope. really given that thought? Because... I don't even. I don't even know how many albums he has. I don't know. He has. He, he has at least some solo career. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just. I'm just saying. It's. <laughs> what, what brought that on? I'm. I've just been thinking about like you know, ways that we can approach the solo material because if Paul McCartney wasn't so fucking prolific. A, a, approaching the solo shit would be simple. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, oh, five albums here, five albums over there. But then Paul goddamn McCartney, he's still making albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all kind of sound the same. The man can't be stopped. <laughs> it's like fucking... Why can't I think of uh, the Medea guy? Tyler Perry? Yeah, he's like Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> he's the British Tyler Perry of music. Um, all right. I like that song. Uh, even though the lyrics are, are ridiculous. Um, but I can just accept that and move on. 
whereas you cannot. You yeah, no, I, <coughs> I find it atrocious. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next one. More good riff work. Eric Clapton back in the studio. Mm-hmm. Damn, what do you think about this song? Someone did a oh oh someone did a cover of this and it, it's I'm stuck on that Ooh. and it's a terrible terrible cover I don't know what it's fine it's great it's I think it's fantastic it should be fucking gold plated and taught to students. <laughs> this is a um, piece of shit. Another one of those, I think, forgettable. I'm glad they stopped doing this shit. And that's the most positive thing I can say about this. What shit? This shit. This. This. <clears throat> so this song apparently, so it was written early in the Rubber Soul sessions. But when the Beatles were under pressure to produce a new single for the Christmas market, so this, is, this is what you get when you when you have to press the Beatles into a corner and force them to make a Christmas track. This is a Christmas song. Well, for the Christmas market, it's about Santa. He's a day tripper. True that. He goes all around the world delivering gifts. It's on one day of the year. I want to I want to float that. Like from here on out, I'm just going to choose to believe that this, this is, is a Christmas song, song about Santa. Or that it's about the secret history of Santa, which is this old crazy man who like drops acid and like believes that he like gives gifts to all the kids in the world. Right. And, like, he sees an entire factory. He's going on about I live in the North Pole. Or it's and actually reindeer. Mrs. Claus because she's a day tripper. Oh, right. Okay. So Mrs. Claus. No, I like. You can't just say things without having an idea behind them. That's what my whole thing. <laughs> That's my whole shit, Jock. Come on. I barely said your name right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Otis Redding covered it. Yeah, well, I'm sure he enjoyed doing that. Damn, a lot of people cover this shit. What, what do you have? What's, what's your list? Maybe in my... Um, version is in there. Nancy Sinatra, Herbie Mann, Lulu, Spirit, Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66, Jose Feliciano, Anne Murray, James Taylor, Typo Negative, Sham 69, <laughs> White Snake, Mongo Santa Maria, Ian Hunter, Snake? apparently, <laughs> Brinsley Swartz, Cheap Trick, Booker T and the MGs, Ramsey Lewis, ELO, Bad Brains, The Flaming Groovies, Julian Lennon, huh? Doming- <laughs> Domingo Quinones, Ricky Martin, and Ocean Color Scene. I, I, you said Anne Murray? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Anne Margaret when you said it. Mm-mm. I want to. You want to hear the Anne Margaret version? Can we hear White Snake? Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Day. Send in your request. Here comes White Snake, Day Tripper. This is a dedication from Rebecca to Steve. Uh, Steve, Rebecca wants you to know that she loves you, and that you can stop doing acid now, please. Sounds like 
this doesn't like pina colada yeah there it is this is the pina colada song but day tripper I'm really glad they're dead. <laughs> are they? Are they dead? I don't know. Why is they? <laughs> I don't know. They, I'm sorry if they are. That was inappropriate. <laughs> A little harsh. <laughs> so, I want to take a moment to plug another podcast that I have nothing to do with. It's called Beyond Yacht Rock, and I highly recommend this podcast because it reviews... Yacht rock songs and gives them a score on a scale of zero to one hundred. Fifty and above <clears throat> being yacht rock, below fifty being yacht. It's if you like pina coladas, mm-hmm. then you might like that. That song was terrible. Like that, that no, there's no way they stumbled on that, right? They're just like, there's at some point, there's like, let's just do the Pina Colada song, but Day Tripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's the drums that were like, anyway, um, let's move on. This is also, this next song is also a popular board game. Yahtzee? <laughs> it's not a board game. Monopoly. Clue. Closer. Oh shit! Well, I should say popular amongst the new age gamers, not old school gamers. That's a it's a board game. Ticket to Ride? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, again, it's like more new. You know how board games have had like a renaissance? Yeah. <clears throat> this is like a popular one with the new, the new gamers. This is another song covered by Chuck E. Cheese and Munch's Make Believe Band. Because they got, you see, they give you they give you tickets. Yeah, at Chuck E. Cheese, um, they recently got rid of the ticketing system, but um, used to be that when you would play a game of skill skillfully, you would get a number of tickets, and then you could redeem those tickets for prizes at the prize counter. So, when Chucky Charles Entertainment Cheese heard the Beatles do Ticket to Ride, he was like, oh shit, I give out tickets, I got rides, right? Yeah. It's just right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, the song is about how you can win tickets, ride some rides. And play some games. Yeah. That sounds like a fun day to me. Right there. Tickets and rides. Tickets and rides. Here it is. And play some games. Play some games. Yeah. So. um, I heard that shit countless times. To the point that... This sounds like a cover to me. I'm not. <laughs> They're ripping off the Charles Entertainment cheese. Anyone who has ever worked at a place that does like 
spoof versions of popular songs, yeah. it fucking breaks the song for yeah. you entirely. I bet. So. What do you think of the song? Besides? I can smell pizza as I hear it. <laughs> you have too many associations. Yeah, no, I know. It's, uh... She don't care. Yeah, it, it... Honestly, it's like... It's like when I tried to watch the air quotes live action version, version, version of the Lion King, mm-hmm. and I just the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, they're doing it wrong because it's not like the exact like every beat isn't exactly the same, yeah. or it's like the voice isn't the exact same voice and the inflection isn't. It's like once you have this thing burned into your memory. <clears throat> Doesn't matter what the other thing is, even if it's better. It's I haven't just, seen that. Doesn't match up. I haven't seen the live whatever. Is it like? Did they try to go like shot for shot? Yeah. Why? Because they can. Why do that? I. It makes no sense. It's honestly, it is so. It is so shot for shot that I remember watching it and thinking like, why did they even re-record the vo- the voices? Like, yeah. I, like it's it it's so it's so not creative that I really hope that they used like the original like animation to make the new animation because yeah. otherwise it would have just it's a waste. Like this makes it makes no sense why if, if you're gonna redo it, they should have done that shit with actual animals. Yeah, and like do, done the peanut <clears throat> butter trick to make them make it look like they're talking. Yeah. Like that, I would have watched that movie. <laughs> I think, um, no. Wait, so Gus Van Sant redid Psycho? Yeah, shot for shot. Was it shot for shot? I think it was intended to be. Because I remember there was a, a um, like a scene that was extra that where Vince Vaughn, because he plays the guy, mm-hmm. um, where he's like watch he's looking through a hole and he's like masturbating mm-hmm. which wasn't in the original so I remember that so I can't remember if it was shot for shot I think it was implied in the original I think or maybe it was like in the or I don't know I don't maybe know he just either. lost his mind for that Again, one but, shot but why 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 if you're gonna remake I why think, why go shot for shot I people? think the Gus Van Sant thing was intended to be like uh, look what I can do. Like what, like he was at a point in his career, which just like, you can do literally whatever you want. And he's like, I want to do a shot for shot redo of psycho. It was probably like a, if you're, if I could really do whatever I want, this is what I want to do. And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, but like Lion King and shit, it's like just pure goddamn cash grab. Yeah. And it's like Disney's at this point where it's just like, it's like that. It's like that dish at the Chinese restaurant <clears throat> pile. It's just like, well, fuck it. You're gonna watch it. Like, yeah. it'll make its money. So, fuck you. Yeah, well, not for me because I didn't see it. Uh, what do you think Norman Bates' favorite Beatles song? Norman Bates. Yeah. Uh, Run for your life. Is that a Beatles song? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, not, it's the last one off of uh, Rubber Soul. The one. Where- John Lennon's like... I don't remember anything. (laughs) I envy that about you. (laughs) Um, Let's move on. Oh, actually... Paperback writer. Don't talk during the beginning of the track. I know, that's why I stopped. You're making it hard for a future me. I know. (laughs) 
I'm out of practice. It's too late. Uh, I'm on Bates' favorite. I, I bet it's actually like Yellow Submarine or something. Yeah. That'd be a good topic for the Facebook group. <laughs> What's that? Wasn't there a... No, it's... It's, um... Didn't John Lennon write a song like about his mom? <laughs> I mean... You know how he feels about his mom. Or it could be just Let It Be, which is also about mom, Mother Mary. <clears throat> so, uh... What is... What are they saying? Paperback writer? Paperback writer. Um, McCartney said, The idea is a bit different. Years ago, my auntie Lil said to me, Why do you always write songs about love all the time? Can't you ever write a song about a horse or the summit conference or something interesting? Thank you, Aunt Lil. I, I agree. So I thought, All right, Auntie Lil. And recently, we've not been writing all our songs about love. Um... I don't know what the song is about. It's about a paperback writer. <laughs> Are they saying about... anything else? It's about Stephen King. This is, I'm guessing, Rubber Soul era too. Um, released in '66. I don't know. '66. Let's see what is happening in '66. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was being built. Uh, and filmed. Walt Disney died. Um, what else happened? Um, uh, I don't know. Some shit was probably going on. Some fucking war hippies or something. Also, a, also a game, but it was, the game is just writer? well, actually, it's just paperback, I believe. This is about Stephen King. Are you Stephen King in the game? Mm-hmm. Nice. You have to avoid vans. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> what? He, he was. He was hit by a van. Oh God! <laughs> um, he was like taking a walk, and like some van just like accidentally like hit him and like fucked him up uh, for a long time. But, is... but he's okay. He, he okay. survived. Well, that's good. This was uh, I read his book about. Uh, I think it's called On Writing about writing, and uh, I think he talks about it there. So when you play the board game, how many novels do you have to write? Um, three. It sounds. Sounds about right. Uh, what do you think about that song? I forgot that we even listened to a song. <laughs> um, Paperback writer. There were notes. The words were said. I, it, it's fine. Yeah. I'm glad it exists. Sure. I'm glad that people are able to like it for existing. And got uh, one for Auntie Lil. One for Auntie Lil. Auntie Lil, if you're listening, call in. Uh, lines are open. Mm-hmm. We got uh, concert tickets. See the Thompson Twins <laughs> <laughs> and White Snake <laughs> and White Snake. <clears throat> I'm sure that's happened recently. Let's let's move on. That song was another atrocity. Mm, it's fine. It's kind of forgettable though. This next song is one of my favorite Beatles songs. I love it so much.
course, it's about the material girl herself. That's true. The Beatles are time travels. Traveler travels? Oh, what's wrong with you today? You gotta make sure you get enough sleep, kids. Who finds the money? I just love the... What do you think I love about this song? Uh, you love the piano. And you love... Um... When they say, see how they run. I don't know. I just like, uh, I don't know either. I just like. Oh, you're asking me. Like, literally. No, no, Like, diagnosis. I, um. No, I don't like any singular part. Although I do like. No, that's true. Because I like the horns of the guitar. Like, they like the guitar. Why are they doing more of this shit? Like. The mouth horns? I like the changes. I like the. Yeah. It's just a fucking catchy ass song, but not just catchy. It's like good. I don't know. I, that's as far as I can get. Yeah. No. I think I. I think I like this song too. Um, I mean, there's yeah. There's not. This is a weird place with me where like, because the Beatles aren't really making music that I'm naturally drawn to. I could very easily sit there and go like oh this sucks about it and this sucks but it, it's fine it's a good song mm-hmm. if anything I, I really like <clears throat> I like when they have the extended band and I wish they would have done more of that shit yeah um, a lot going on there's the Madonna of the Trail in Upland. Upland, California. See? There she is. And you two can do... Great song. There's, there's the hair. What are you doing? That's Lady Madonna. Madonna uh, of the Trail in Upland, California. You mess it up. Oh. Um, of course, Lennon is a shit talker. Uh, speaking later about it, he said, good piano lick, but the song never really ran anywhere. Adding, maybe I helped him on some of the lyrics, but I'm not proud of them either way. Um, this is the one time I disagree with him. The song's really, really good. This has to be like elder statesman, John Lennon, like looking back, like, I feel like this is, it's probably in that point of his career. Where it's just like, yeah, I mean... There are some really great ones, but then the others are kind of like, whatever. Sure. Which. In his mind, but this is a good one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I think. I mean, just be, yeah. I think it like, it kicks off really well with that piano and then just fucking takes you for a ride and never lets up. Gives you a ticket. Yeah. To ride it. (laughs) Are are these swollen here? Is that what's going on? Hmm? Is this swollen? I don't know. I'm having throat issues. Yeah. You can probably tell. My my voice is very deep these days. It is. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Family. All Things Considered. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. This is one of the more popular songs popular. Of, the, of, this, of the popular tree songs. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Make it bad now. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to do you let think Paul McCartney t- 
told John Lennon that he wrote a song about his fucked up relationship with his son, with his son. Yes, I think. And was he? I, I was John Lennon like, eh, okay, fine. <laughs> whatever, whatever, mate. This is probably half half asleep watching his fucking serial commercials. Several days of like LSD glaze on him. So I so in case you don't know, which I didn't. Um, the song uh, was originally well, "Hey Jules." Sam McCartney wrote for to comfort John Lennon's son Julian after Lennon had left his wife for the Japanese artist, visual artist Yoko Ono. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, he's he's trying to comfort old Julian. That's a little. It's harsh. That's a little harsh. That's really. It's. Hmm. I wonder how uh, how Lennon felt about that. Probably didn't care. He probably just is indifferent. He was just too busy being sure, balls deep into yeah. <laughs> Yoko. You mean the Japanese visual artist? The visual artist, artist yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a nice little ballad. It, it is, but I, I think once you apply any amount of analysis to like what's going on behind writing it, it's just like profoundly sad. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's fine, right? The songs, fine. music can be a vehicle for sadness. Oh, I completely agree, but like it. <laughs> Do you think Julian Lennon like secretly listens to this podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yes, he does. <laughs> No, there are, there's so many interviews with that guy that he's just with which which Julian Lennon. Yeah, he, he, I mean the guy is a, such a classy person. He could like very easily just let out like all the like bitterness and anger that he very rightfully probably feels. Sure, and he kind of like hints at like yeah it's, it's been hard a little bit and yeah I've gone through some feelings about it but you know I don't know that guy's I don't know what the fuck he's doing I don't have I think I've listened to like one of his songs yeah maybe but I don't know if anyone's inclined I'm not because I I don't I'm lazy, but if anyone's inclined to actually follow through and listen to some of his stuff, maybe throw him some bones on fucking Amazon or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. What are you saying? So you're saying that um, the kid's been through a lot, and yeah, give, give him a break. <clears throat> I want I want his. I'm, I think I'm looking at the narrative of the the Beatles that I talked about in our last last episode. I want part of that narrative to be like Julian being like more than okay. I want him to be like 
on some level f- phenomenally sec- successful, you know? Well, or just fucking happy. Just wanted to be happy, yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, maybe. And I hope that I hope that's currently happening. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's very kind of you, sir. I think he's fine. I don't um I don't worry about him because so many men in the world had shitty fathers and not all of them were John Lennon. And so I don't I, I don't know if that I don't know what that does if it makes it worse or better. But I don't know. So, you know, so, some guy has just a shitty dad and beat the shit out of him and talk shit and left and then, you know, and his his dad was like a fucking mechanic or something. Right. You know, and then, But this guy's John Lennon and he's everywhere talking about, you know, peace and love and shit. True. Right. And then he died. And then he died. And he got shot. Financially, I wonder if he's all, you know, better off. Julian, if he's like got a little bit of that cash, I hear he. It's there's got like a very little bit. Like mainly, Sean got the 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 bulk of that. Interesting. Well, what do you think of the song? All of that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like it's 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 a good song. I think the elephant in the room for me with that song is imagine for whatever reason like it's a piano heavy and like I realize that this is just my brain doing what it does but like when that happens I'm reminded of everything that I find troubling about John Lennon it's like it's like this perfect pile of trash where you have this really good really well intended like beautiful song and then it's in my own mind then again it's just me it be like in the background of it is just fucking trite bullshit where Yoko Ono's opening blinds and John Lennon's in a white room saying like hey what if <laughs> what if God didn't exist man Are you saying the song's okay? <laughs> song's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, and you like right. the song, right? You said I I like it. Um, fine. I don't love it. There's there's some kind of disconnect between McCartney and I that yeah, it's even at his best, it's like there's a there's a hokey meter. You know, and hokeometer. the hokeometer, and some songs rank high, rank high on the on the hokeometer, and mm-hmm. some songs rank low. This one ranks low, but it still has the hokiness. It's like uh, it still feels like so, borrowing from the uh, Beyond Yacht Rock, where fifty and above would be hokey, and below fifty would be nokey. What 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 number would you give it this one? It's still like a like a forty five, okay. you know. But McCartney can't escape like his hokiness, right? Um, you know, it, it doesn't feel super genuine, even though this is this seems genuine. Yeah. Um. Well, I feel like he probably can't be very specific because of his place in this. Yeah, and. So yeah, maybe that's it. Like, and 
and you've pointed this, you know, we've talked about the, the lyrics and the lack of depth and, um, and it just seems like maybe McCartney is just doesn't have that much depth to him. And so there's only so much he can do. He kind of has to pretend to be deep or whatever. I don't know. I don't even, I don't know that this, I, I agree. With, I get what you're saying. I agree with it, but I don't know that this is him pretending. I think this is him. This is, this is, this is the, his depth. I think. I think of, of, um, of all the songs, this is the least pretending because it's about somebody else. And so mm-hmm. he's like, just trying to be like kind. And right. so, and especially toward a child. So it's like, well, yeah, he's being genuine, but there's still, again, there's only so deep. There's, he, he can only be so deep and significant and meaningful because of who he is as a person. And like you said, his place in this, which is, mm-hmm. he's kind of a bystander. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I like the song, but like, yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a nice little song, it's a nice little ditty, but it doesn't move me too much. Mm. And and musically for me, that this thing that I can't describe of why I like the song, this is okay. Like I think Lady Madonna is better musically than oh, yeah. than Hey Jude is. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next song. I think we might have covered this song before. Oh, it's Thompson Thompson for this song. Thompson Twins cover. Yeah. Uh, this is, I put this on there because this is the version that I think you were more familiar with. Yes. The album version is less this. Yeah, I remember that now. Mm-mm-mm. I think I like the album version better. Mainly because it's just like, it's so... Like, you get the criticism of it. You get the criticism in the lyrics of what revolution can look like if it's done sloppily. Where it's like, it's slower and it's more just like, oh, fuck you, want a revolution, okay, this is what, this is what's happening. And this one's, yeah, it's a single, it's more like, it sounds more like an anthem. True. Which is, whatever. For a single, that makes sense. Yeah. I like the crunchy guitar a lot. Yeah. Very gamey. You know when people describe like meat as gamey? Mm-hmm. I never know what the fuck they're talking about. Do they mean chewy? Is gamey like a taste or a texture thing? It's like, uh... Have you ever had <clears throat> venison? I don't think so. Mm, Maybe, right. And if I did, it was a long time ago. Uh... What about gator? No. Okay. How about... You in it, gator? <laughs> Tom, not <laughs> now. I was wondering if he was going to appear yeah. today. Um, okay, so have you had, like, farm fresh, like, literally, like, out of the chicken's butt eggs before? Maybe. Like, warm... Out of the chicken's butt. Like I spread the, the chicken's cheeks and I yeah, had it like just, just pop in my mouth. Reach in there. No. <laughs> I've had grocery store food, restaurant food. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, it's hard to explain the gamey thing because it it's like... Uh, God, it's like... It's like a, a, an extra like layer of like 
funk, but not like grossness. It's like no. So so is it a taste thing or is it a texture thing? It's a taste thing, but it can be a texture thing. <clears throat> it's I don't know. It's it. it if you're can, out there and you're a hunter and you have fresh game venison. Send, send first of all, send us some fucking venison. Send it to us. Um. Yeah, I, it's that's really hard to. It, it's uh. It can be chewy. It can't. That can add to it. But it's it's like a. Have you had liver? No. Damn it. Here's another question. Let's 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 move past that. What, what do you think about revolution? What do you think about? I think revolution <coughs> is necessary in a culture when, you know, the ruling class is um, not doing their job or taking advantage of the underprivileged. I feel like it is. It's necessary for the the people to rise up and let their voices be heard. So McCartney says, "Hey, man, when, you, when you, basically he's like, if you're talking about violence, right. then you can count me out." Right. So this is a very interesting topic because you have somebody like MLK mm-hmm. who does a nonviolent revolution, nonviolent mm-hmm. protests, and he gets a lot done. But he was also acting in. I don't know. There's in 20th century America and 1960s America, and there's a certain level of protection, even though there's not. I mean, like they they got their asses kicked a lot, um, hosed down, whatever. But they were like never really slaughtered, you know, right? Like by the state, right? You know, they were people KKK or whatever. <clears throat> um, Whereas now you have people who. Um, get treated poorly for wearing MAGA hats. And that's, I mean, that's, that's not okay. That doesn't fly with you. <laughs> no. Um, you know, like, just to be clear, I don't mean, yeah, <laughs> people have their thoughts on, so you have the, the, the initial thoughts of Che Guevara and they're like, you know, then, then the initial, the, the one view is like, oh, he's cool. He's a revolutionary. And right. then you have the backlash of like, he's a murderer. Um, but then it's like, if you, get, you dig deep into that, cause when, when does, when does killing people, like, when is it okay? Mm-hmm. Cause our military continues to kill, you know, and it's just like in the, in, in, in war, it's okay, but like, but who decides? Yeah, but what's the war and why? And, and why? And like, like this Iran shit. It's like, well, we, <clears throat> if you look very closely, we're kind of the terrorists in that situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Revolution's a funny thing. Yeah. I'm glad the Thompson Twins wrote that song. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what you think about revolution in our. Facebook group and mm-hmm. when is it okay to take another person's life? Right. Is it ever okay? You could borrow. Hey, can I borrow your life real quick? <laughs> I'll bring it right back. <clears throat> you know what? I want you to I want all to have an answer for us. You know you know what I don't want? Hmm. I don't want you to let me down. That was good. Is this a George Harrison song? I don't know. I don't think so. This feels like a Lennon. It does feel like a Lennon. But let me see. But it also feels like a Harrison. Written by John Lennon. 
very R&B, bluesy type of... You know, when you take enough heroin to the point where your your system is used to it, mm-hmm. you still and you're but you still are at that really nice like. I've never done heroin, but I would imagine that like there's a nice like. Is it gamey? Gamey. Is heroin a gamey drug? It's like, yeah, it's like it's like you know pot is like your farm fed farm fed beef, where like heroin is probably like. You're more like game. It's like you know, like uh, veal or not veal, uh, venison. <laughs> Jesus, what's your point about? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's this is one of those. It, it's it's hard to explain where I'm trying to get to. I guess so. David Bowie's album Young Americans has a lot of tracks on it where like you can just imagine what it must have been like to be like totally coked up in an expensive mansion in new york it's just like just wearing just a robe and just like the remnants of last night's orgy like all over the place and it's like but it's like a good like yeah this is fucking this is awesome Mm -hmm. like it's that it's that like moment before the second act hits Mm -hmm. i feel like this song is that for like heroin Mm. you know Say no more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you like this song? I think I do. I like this song. I like the that that uh, descending thing on the guitar. Yeah. And I, it was borrowed by several people, I think, and I can't think of a single fucking one of them. This is a song that was um, <clears throat> one of the songs... On the film Across the Universe, mm. and they did a really good version of it because um, it was very, yeah, like R and B bluesy. Uh, the black gentleman in that movie was the one. The guitar playing black gentleman was the one who sang the song and injected it with soul. And yeah, was, is that? Do you remember if it's the first half or second half? Because the second half, I was just. Of the movie? Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. Barely. Like, I was mainly paying attention for just to remind myself that I was alive. Yeah. I don't remember. All right. Well, there's there's that song. We're going to roll right into the next song. You know, when you're someone like me and you historically hate the Beatles and feel the way you do about John Lennon at certain times, mm-hmm. and you see that a track is called The Ballad of John and Yoko, and you press play on that shit, you kind of hold your breath a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really like this song. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even care about, like... I don't even know what he's saying. Like again, it's that thing where, like, if you don't make me pay too much attention to the lyrics, I don't really fucking care what's happening to the lyrics. I think if I put a lot of attention on it, it's something about how like he's feeling like a victim for the media or something. I don't fucking care. This song has everything that I want. The second half of 
or the second side of the second album of Robert Soul to be. And why is that? Because they tease that country shit. Yeah. And here it's just like it's it's not. It feels like they brought in some people who actually know how to make that music. Did you see that I reordered the tracks on Rubber Soul? <laughs> no. Yeah. Nice. It's, oh, I, I did see that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's the the rules I gave myself where I I left the the first half largely connected to that album, and the second half it was just kind of following the sound, and I pretended that I had a, a time machine. It's on Spotify. I think it's a public playlist. It's did called you, Dan tries to fix Rubber Soul. Did you use only Rubber Soul songs, or did you? I tried to stay. I basically tried to stay as close <clears throat> to the original like set of songs. Took out the ones that I thought were garbage or troubling or whatever, and then threw in stuff that like either thematically fit or like like I put this on there. I don't know what the timeline. This probably came way after, but like you could hear how it would fit. And yeah. actually, if you put, uh, what's, uh, what's going, what, in your mind, the fucking shitty country song that they did. I forgot. <laughs> be that. Um, <laughs> I found that if you put that, like, not right up front on the second album, on the second disc or whatever, it, it's a lot less jarring. Just to my ears. I don't know huh. what the fuck I'm doing. But... Well, listen to it, criticize listen to it. it, tell yeah, me I'm we'll full see. of shit. You like that one. Yeah. It's a little funky. Um What about you? That's a song that I haven't heard a lot. I always every now and again I hear that title, I'm like, which song is that again? Because yeah. it's not super um uh memorable memorable to me, or I just don't, I haven't heard it a lot. Um I like it just fine. It's I think it's another one of those like it's and you'll you'll hate that I'm saying this. It's a it's a song that's like eight days a week for me, where it's okay. like okay. I mean, I'll listen to the song, and uh, and obviously it's there's a it's a different style, obviously than eight days a week, where that one's clearly beginning boy band, and this is a little bit more. There's a lot of stuff going on, but um, it's just like a, oh okay, yeah, that's fine for me. It's just like mm. Mm, yeah, but not a, not a not a not an all timer for me. Okay, yeah. Well, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, this last song that we're going going on, I have no idea what this song is because the the title is very unfamiliar to me. Uh, the song's called "Old Brown Shoe." Fuck yeah! Let's see what this is about. Eric Clapton on piano. Mm-hmm. Ravi Shankar on drums. <laughs> Never heard the song. This, I really like this song. I mean, this song is glam AF.
This is probably a John Lennon song, right? <clears throat> Lennon. George Harrison. What? Of course that makes sense. I like this part. Right? God damn it. <clears throat> I, one thing I found about myself when doing while as oh, four and a half hours of sleep is not enough <laughs> for a person um so right so we're doing a podcast and i like things yeah right so jump to generally when i hear something that makes me want to listen fuck love that um that makes me want to listen to something that I already love I don't like that new thing usually but one thing I found is that when something makes me want to listen to Roxy music I like it and that's a total surprise to me Interesting. and this song makes me want to just go fucking head deep into Roxy music which I probably will in my car on the <laughs> ride home and what's Roxy music What's Roxy Music? For those Joshua. of our listeners who don't know. Holy shit. I obviously know that that's either a genre or a band. <laughs> um, Roxy Music is... Was... Um, just a really, really good band. Um, Duh. They were around... like They're pre-Bowie glam... And uh, they did it really well. Like they're they're fucking weirdos, and they're Damn. fantastic. Um, I discovered recently some fun websites I shared on our chat about discovering music. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look up Roxy Music. Yeah, and see what they're classified as. They're probably gonna be glam or a uh, new wave art rock. Glam rock, yeah. pop rock, sophisty pop, new romantic, pop? funk rock. Yeah, they've been. Th- th- so um, I've been trying to hold back on this part. Uh, Brian Eno was in the band for the first two albums. Byron Emo, and <laughs> uh, he did some really good stuff with them. But when he left, the band got way better, and he got way better. Um, he played the synthesizer. According to this, for lack of a better term, yeah, um, he dialed some knobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his contribution was pretty more of a tonal thing, more of a like. So you get people who are actually actual musicians. Uh, Brian Ferry's playing this douchey lounge singer character, and he's you know playing this old piano. Saxophone, and you got oboe. The saxophone, you got the oboe, you got. A guy dressed as a caveman playing drums, <laughs> and a guy with like the f- uh, fly sunglasses. Well, now playing I gotta check this out. Guitar, yeah, you, it's. And then Byron Emo is just in front, twiddling some dials. He has every instrument plugged into this machine, and he's just like filtering shit. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Looks uh, like he's an air traffic controller. I'm gonna. Pick a song at random from their second album, which is called... Do you know? 
Is it, wait, it's actually called that? I don't know every track. No, I'm saying what, which is called what? Oh, oh, uh, oh shit. Hold on. For your pleasure. Yeah. All right. What song are you playing? Well, you that to, song is that, that song's got some peaks and valleys. That album has some peaks and valleys. Yes. Very retro video game sounding. Oh, just wait. Well, I'm here looking through an old called Editions of You by Roxy Music. Hell yeah, this is a good intro. So this is a song where like everyone gets a solo, so that's great. And everyone got, gets a solo. Yeah. <laughs> and you got Brian Ferry up front. <laughs> he's, he's like, actually he's to the side because he was like kind of shy, but he made this persona of himself where he's like this really like classy in air quotes gentleman but he's actually just the smarmy motherfucker who can't be trusted in any scenario like <laughs> he's got the pompadour and like just smarmy motherfucker yeah <laughs> and he plays that so well smarmy yeah not to be confused with gamey yeah <laughs> smarmy is to douchey as gamey is to like not gamey got it yeah all right. Wait, um, you gotta hear this. You gotta hear Brady no solo. <laughs> is that it? I think this is it. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember what I was saying about the organ in that one Beatles song. I don't remember anything. Uh, okay, I can do that. Who are you? What are we doing here? This is Dan hates the Beatles. I'm oh. Dan hates the Beatles. I love how this solo goes on way too long. <laughs> They're like, okay, wrap it up. Yeah, totally. No. Yeah, yeah. And the guitar just like rides in on that note. Nice. So what did you think of Old Brown Shoe, by the way? You say you liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. It's like a... It, it's like proto this in a, in a sense so if I go to rateyourmusic.com and I click on glam rock as mm-hmm. the genre okay you're gonna get David Bowie up, to, up top I'm gonna see the, music. I'm gonna see the top albums from glam rock I'm going to eliminate the subgenres. You're going to see Gary Glitter. You're going to see T-Rex. I'm going to say the top albums of all time. The number one and number two are both David Bowie. Okay. What do you think, the, what do you think according to this website, the number one number two albums are, which have their own rating systems based on everything? Number one is definitely... Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, it's either going to be... It's probably Ziggy Stardust and Aladdin Sane. And what's the second one? Aladdin Sane. Or The Man Who Sold the World. No. It's Ziggy Stardust mm-hmm. or The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars. Right. Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory is glam? That's not right. That's what it says. Uh, glam rock, pop rock, art rock. <clears throat> okay. I, I guess I see it. 
but not really. I mean, Life on Mars is on there, but that's fuck that. Number three. Yeah. Okay. It's number three. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it is a T Rex album. Close. That's number four. Okay. Number three is Roxy Music's first album. No. If it's Elton John, then I'm gonna punch that website. It's Lou Reed. Face. Lou. What? Transformer. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Number four is T-Rex, Electric Warrior. Okay. Five is Roxy Music for Your Pleasure. Six is David Bowie, Aladdin Sane. That makes sense. Seven's T-Rex, The Slider. Eight's uh-huh. Roxy Music, Roxy Music. When does Gary Glitter get in there? Number nine is Suede. What, what, Suede? That's Britpop. What, what? It is Britpop slash Glam Rock slash Iron. What album is it? Wait, Dog hold Man on. Star, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. That should be coming up, but whatever. Retina Sparks. I don't know who the fuck that is. Kimono My House. Uh, is Elton John anywhere on there? Mm, nope. Okay, that's legit. Not in the top twenty. Oh, well, okay. At some Not, point with glam, we do have to reach a little bit. I wonder what the Beatles are classified as. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. I mean, they have a lot of different. Obviously, because their their career spans so so long. Pop rock, Mersey beat. What the hell is a Mersey, Mersey beat? Psychedelic pop, rock and roll, folk pop, a baroque pop. Psychedelic pop? Mersey beat is a light, highly melodic style of beat music popular in the UK during the early 1960s. Oh, beat. Like the the, the movement, the whatever. They were beats, apparently, according to this website. Which, I, I mean, they the, weren't... I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Rockers. <clears throat> Mersey Beats. Well, Mersey Beat number one oh, is man. Beatles, Hard Day's Night, followed by Beatles, Please Please Me, followed by... Yeah, I'm going to save you some uh, some time. The first nine albums are all Beatles. And then it's Dave Clark 5, The Searchers, Jerry and the Pacemakers. What are you even talking about, man? All right. How about Pop Rock? Pop Rock? We're going to oh. go with the all-time Pop oh, Rock albums. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to eliminate the subgenres. Okay. So. Ooh. I'm going to. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Of the top five albums, four mm-hmm. of them are Beatles. Oh, fuck that. Of the top ten... There's not going to be any One, two, three, four of the top ten are not Beatles. Can you guess the oh, four fuck. of the top ten that aren't Beatles? Um, Michael Jackson. No. Madonna. No. Lou Reed. No. Wilson Pickett. No. You have two more guesses. Duran Duran. No. Ricky Martin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> well, two of them we've covered. Number two is Ziggy Stardust. Um, that's glam rock slash pop rock. That's weird. Number number one is Abbey Road. By the way, um, pop rock is such a weird. Number seven is Hunky Dory. Classic. What? Number eight is The Velvet Underground. That the Velvet Underground. That none of that tracks with me. And that and the Velvet Underground has a, only one classification. It's pop rock. Okay, so that they right. Well, number ten is Prince and the Revolution. Is so Prince covered Revolution. Thompson Twin song. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, Velvet Underground. I mean, what would you classify it as? I don't know. It's really that's before my time. I. D- I, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole section of of music that I'm 
And by whole section, I mean like most of it that I've, I like Lou Reed, Velvet Underground, David Bowie, all of those, you know, I'm aware of. I really I, want to drag you kicking and screaming through like every Bowie album. Yeah. I mean, I'm down, but yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't connoisseur their music. <laughs> that's Cook, right? No, that's no. There's like two no's. Like there's, there's Saber and connoisseur, uh-huh. which is when you say like, you'll say, it means like, oh yeah, like the party's at seven. Like, yeah, I know. I know the facts. But it's like, hey, do you know Dan? It's like, do you conoces Dan? It's like, do you are you are you acquainted with him? Do you know him? I don't know, no conozco or whatever. So it's not like in the biblical sense. No, it's just like you're acquainted with. Got it. I I, I'm not acquainted with those 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 things. Anyway, um, well, back to the Beatles. Those were. Those were non-studio album songs. Yeah. What, what was your favorite of the ones that we heard? The last, the last two, I really, really enjoy the fuck out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Traditionally, I really love Lady Madonna, and I actually really like We Can Work It Out musically. Although I am aware lyrically, it's stupid. It's, it's so so dumb. But as we've discussed before, I can I can separate the two. Um, you cannot. No. Um. And I also I still believe that if you're going to put the music and the lyrics together, then it's only fair to consider the two. But whatever, it's just different ways of listening to stuff. Um, yeah, your way's wrong. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lady Madonna, I can get behind. Lady Madonna. I don't mean in the biblical sense. Um, uh, the last, two, oh, I almost did a Wookiee sound right there. Um, oh, shit. I wish I could do that. That's not a true Wookiee sound because I'm just rolling my tongue. Yeah. I, but like I'm, I'm making a mouth sound. So it sounds like I'm, some people do it from like the back of their throat or mm, something. I don't know how they do that. Since we're, since this episode is f- full of tangents already, have you seen the, the uh, Phantom Skywalker? The Phantom Skywalker? That's the new one. The, the new one? No. It's a clever name I came up with for it. It's, it's, I hear it. Again, the dead, I the dead speak, Josh. I think we've, I think we've discussed that. I don't know if we have discussed this. You know, surely we have that. I don't think Star Wars is good, really, any of them. Um, and I think if you were born after a certain year and you say you like him, that you're full of shit and you're a poser. I'm almost. I'm kind of there at this point. Because how can you like? And I think this applies to a lot of. Um, uh, older films where it's like, and I'm I'm gonna take one of your arguments, which is like people say, oh, like you have to listen to this because this is the first people to do this, right? And like, and I'm like, well, other people do it better. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so I, yeah, no one's sitting in a theater <clears throat> watching. No one's like like at the Ken Cinema right now watching that film of a train approaching the right you know? <laughs> yeah and it's just like star wars yeah it's like what does star wars offer especially like the older ones that like really does something better than like a modern day action flick you know like watch the matrix watch the new star trek which i like a lot or the mandalorian <clears throat> which i very much enjoy i've heard that's good but it's it, just it's, like it's good because it's just this guy going to places and getting getting beaten up it's that's that's the show it's nice. a western nice anyway but uh that was a tangent um yeah 
what should we what really should we uh, our first episode back what should, what should we cover next uh tell us in the comments no tell us in the facebook group what do you want to what should we do uh yeah. solo career should we do wings should we do whose solo sh- career should we do yeah where do we go f- from here where do we go from so here? are there more beatles songs that we haven't covered that i'm you, sure i'm sure there are and well you gotta let us know in the facebook group or else um, we're gonna cover it it's called we love dan hates the beatles mm-hmm. um yeah, and seriously, currently it's just a bunch of our friends and some people from the old Bowie community that uh, it's David Bowie. Yeah, it, we, it can use more. Uh, it's a fun. It's a fun discussion, but we could definitely use more people in there. Um, so without if if we don't get any feedback on this, which I, which I mean, one or two people I'm sure will have an opinion on it. But where are you inclined to go next with this? Anywhere. I don't have anywhere. A, I don't have a strong stance. I think Therefore you are. There we go. All right. Well Dan, do you love the Beatles? No. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe Ringo's fucking It, it could be like second album. It could be just all gold. <laughs> like, oh my god. I get it now. <laughs> the the light bulbs come on. <laughs> Thank you, Ringo. How many of his songs take place underwater, I wonder? <laughs> He's still sleeping. Good night, Ringo. Good night, Ringo. And good night to all of you. Thank you. you. Love you. Bye-bye.